You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride interview series. The editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. And it's a pleasure to be joined by Matt Money-Smith, Chargers play-by-play man on the radio and, of course, an NFL Network TV host. Thanks for getting up early with us when we're recording this. It's it's about 10 a.m. in Kansas City, but certainly earlier on the West Coast. No, all good, man. Uh, I'll be honest, though, Pete. It was a good swell this morning. You cut my session short, so uh, <laughs> I ended up getting a pretty sweet right that I that I rode all the way in. And I was like, all right, I got to get out a little early, but, uh, but I got a nice nice last wave, so uh, happy to be here. Just an off-topic thing first. I have to tell you, I'm a, I'm a big fan of all you guys do at NFL Network. There was a moment with you and Dan Hanses last year where you just were talking about how small your head is, and I, yes. I did not laugh harder than that moment on <laughs> NFL Network last year. So Listen, I got a tiny head, uh, and Dan's got a <laughs> giant blockhead. So uh, we, we've got to recognize our, our physical faults and laugh at them. <laughs> it's how we power through it. That's right. That's right. All right. So let's get into this game. Noon local time. We call it Arrowhead time on Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium, the Chiefs and the Chargers. And I think everybody has their eyes right now on this quarterback matchup. Yes, these two teams are coming off losses, making this game actually a little bit more important than it probably would have been otherwise. Uh, But you have Patrick Mahomes. We know that Kansas City has fallen in love with Patrick Mahomes. How have people taken to Justin Herbert and what do you see in the young quarterback? Well, you know, to, to answer the first question, they've really taken to him. It's it's easily uh, the is look. Philip Rivers is going to be a Hall of Famer, super important to the Charger franchise. Um, but you know, he kind of belonged to San Diego, and and Herbert's Los Angeles's quarterback uh, more than Matthew Stafford, who's really Detroit's quarterback. I, I think in terms of football players, um, I, I think Herbert's going to end up being LA's guy. I really do. I think Aaron Donald currently has that, but you know, it's just tough for defensive players. It's always helpful when it's a quarterback and he's been so good. And, and just what I've seen walking around and at the stadium, how many Herbert jerseys are now flooding uh, the greater LA area. I think, you know, the fans and, and it's so important for the chargers as they try to, you know, just get their, their piece of the pie. And it's, and it's a tough pie to, to crack, you know, cause pretty much half of it's the Dodgers and the other half is the Lakers. And you're looking for that little slice that, that you can find in there somewhere. Um, as far as the, the play of Herbert, he's been fantastic. I mean, even, even in the first two games where he threw, he's got three interceptions and, and almost four, just the throws he's been making have been ridiculous. And, and especially on third down, he continues to be exceptional. Um, you know, the one, the one interception he threw last week or this past Sunday against the, the Cowboys. I mean, Trevon Diggs just made a great play. It wasn't, it wasn't the best throw, but right. I mean, Diggs made an exceptional play to get his hands in front of Keenan. Um, you know, the, 
the, the second one, Keenan fell, probably a bad throw anyway. It's kind of double coverage in the end zone. You'd like to see him take care of the ball a little bit better there. And that's kind of been the issue with this team right now is, you know, if they're scoring 27 points a game, I don't think people are, are really too worried. It's like, yeah, yeah, maybe the breaks didn't go their way against the Cowboys. But the fact that it's back-to-back games, 20 and 17 points, and they've been giving up possessions and, and touchdowns for field goals in the red zone, that's certainly something they got to iron out. Right. Yeah. People, I, I think, know this about me, maybe at nauseam too much on the Chiefs network, but I'm, I'm a big Herbert fan. I think interceptions are going to happen. Patrick Mahomes is coming off a game where he probably had the worst interception of his career and it really cost uh, the team. So I think that's going to happen outside looking in. And I, I want to ask you a question that being around the team, maybe you would see this a little bit more than the national people and, and the average bear, certainly. But Outside looking in, Herbert seems very mild-mannered. How has the team taken to him as far as the leader goes and the, and the leadership factor? Yeah, he's – look, he's special, man. I, I, and look, you know it. You have you yep. have Mahomes. Um, yeah, he's a special, special player. He's um, – teammates love him. And yeah. and I think, look, you know, some, you mentioned I work for NFL Network, so, you know, I've covered the combine and the draft, you know, for, I don't know, 12 years now, I think it's been. Yeah. And um, – I can remember just all the like Herbert, it was weird because, you know, I'm fortunate I get to be on the field the the way the digital the digital set is. We're on the field with wireless mics walking around so I can just stand next to the quarterback drills. I'm 15 feet from where they're running that drill. And when you're out there and you're looking at that guy, it's just like, what what's the problem? <laughs> this guy is six foot six. He's massive. He's towering over everybody else. You can hear the ball hiss as he's throwing it. And then you start to hear, well, you know, there's there's personality issues. Is he too mild-mannered? He was born in yeah. Eugene. He chose to stay in Eugene. And then you meet him, and he's kind of this sort of bubbly, outgoing personality, super nice guy, very dry sort of sense of humor, witty. So I, I think what happened with Herbert is he just got stuck with a tag. Someone decided to put it on him, and because yeah. not a lot of people do the extra bit of research, they just ran with it. Um, and I think it just created this false narrative that he was this, this quiet kid that, that wasn't a leader. He's absolutely a leader. Um, and the guys love him. He's, he's a really, he's just a good dude. I think is the best way I can describe it. I want to get to the players in front of Herbert protecting him. I, I think it made national news somehow that the chiefs offensive line had been completely rebuilt. Makes sense because of what happened in the Super Bowl. But a little bit under yeah. the radar was the Chargers' complete rebuilding of their offensive line, and particularly with Slater in a lucky fashion, I would say, falling to them. How really, has the offensive line looked through two games? Slater's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you said it, lucky. I can't believe he slid to 13. It's it's considering – look, uh, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with taking Jalen Waddell or, or Jamar Chase or whatever. Yeah. I get it. But, man, you ask any – any front office executive or scout, and they'll tell you, you need three things. You need a quarterback, you need a tackle, and you need a pass rusher. That's where it's got to start. If you don't have those things, you're probably not going to win a Super Bowl. Um, so the fact that Slater slid to them, and, you know, I do the games with Daniel Jeremiah, he was his number one offensive lineman. I think he was his number five overall player. He just saw things that I think a lot of draft media, you know, the, the media draft analysts, whatever, for whatever reason, didn't see. And through two weeks – He's been exceptional. I mean, exceptional. Stoned, you know, Chase Young, stoned Montez Sweat. They had to move Chase Young to the other side of the line because he couldn't get anything going against Slater in this past week. I think that's kind of something that maybe we'll to keep an eye on for, for, you know, this game. 
he's been great in run blocking, like cleaning dudes out. Rashawn, you know, for Slater blocking, Eckler running behind him was like six and a half, seven yards per carry. And I don't know why they didn't get after that a little bit more. So he's been great. Lindsley's been great. Tyler has been solid. I think the Bushi's been good enough. And now that Bulag is hurt, they've got a serious issue at right tackle. And the Cowboys just, that was it, man. That was their Waldo, their Cheeto, whatever name you want to put on it. And they went right. after him. And Storm Norton got worked pretty hard. Um, now, they adjusted in the second half. They, they started giving him some tight end help, shifted the running back to that side to chip a little bit more. And it, it started working out a little bit better. But, yeah, right tackle is something they got to figure out. But I'd say overall, Pete, coming off like what, what I watched the previous four years calling these games, they were some yeah. of the worst offensive lines in football. So it's been a real revelation. It'll be an interesting matchup. That might be the matchup to watch in this game. It's not sexy, yeah. but the Chiefs hardly had any penetration last game against a beat-up Ravens offensive line. You have Chris Jones, and you have the problem at right tackle for the Chargers, and Chris Jones is now bouncing around. So where Jones goes, I think, will be early in this game a point to watch. Yeah. I want to ask he's you about always the- killed the Chargers. I mean, yes. Chris Jones has destroyed the Chargers. <laughs> After last game, I, I think he would welcome a, a game like that. And, and I want to ask you about the skill position players. Chiefs fans have seen Keenan Allen, and now you have Austin Eckler and Mike Williams. Not that they're necessarily new, but knock on wood for y'all, it seems like they're healthy. How refreshing has it been in L.A. where, again, not trying to yeah. jinx anything here. No yeah. one is rooting for injuries. But this has just been a, a much healthier campaign thus far for y'all. Yeah, you know, and I think the the thing too, Pete, is, is that Mike's role has changed a little bit. You know, we actually we ended up having him on after the game against Dallas and he had a great game. I had a great game against Washington. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had mentioned that Joe Lombardi in training camp, you know, drew the parallel between Mike's, you know, and he said, look, I, I got another Mike here and, and that's the role I'm going to look at him to play is that Michael Thomas role. Um, and we're mm-hmm. seeing that he's moving now. He's getting some of these more short and intermediate routes. Whereas I think, you know, his first four years here, it was just kind of like, well, Mike's big 50, 50 balls become 80, 20 balls with him. So let's just send them and, and throw it up and, and have them go get it. And there just weren't a lot of targets for him. Not a lot of opportunities. Well, now he's getting targets, you know, he and Keenan are, or even and out, whereas before it was, you know, dramatically and Keenan would get 12, 15 targets a game. Mike would get six to seven. Right. Um, so now you're starting to see that level out. And I think that's where you're starting to see that talent shine. Um, specifically, just the physicality of him, I think, is, is what separates him is those back shoulder throws. He's so good at it. Um, you know, Herbert lets it fly before he even turns around and he just knows it's going to be there. And he's great at, at kind of tracking it and locking it up, almost posting up like a, like a power forward. As far as Eckler goes, yeah, look, if Eckler's healthy, um, I'll, I'll tell you, Pete, it's like when we're on the field, uh, when I get to walk around with Daniel and he knows everybody and we're talking to assistant coaches or scouts or it's the first name out of their mouth, like, man, watching film, I don't, I don't know what you do with Eckler because he hides behind the line and he pops and he's so strong. First guy never makes a miss. And when you start to split him out in the passing game, it's kind of, who are we going to cover him with? You know, he's so much stronger than safeties and he's so much faster than linebackers. Um, even though he's not a tight end, there's just something about that compact frame. So it's been you, fun to see him healthy. The workout videos are, are, are wild. I mean, not, yeah. not that I'm just constantly bringing up workout videos, but sometimes I guess Eckler will have these videos that emerge and he basically looks like the incredible Hulk, as you were saying, in a compact type of, of body, I'd imagine one of the tougher players to bring down in the NFL period. So now that he's healthy, 
you're going to see what this rushing offense does against the, the Chiefs who were, were bad at that last week, facing fourth and fifth and strip, uh, sixth string uh, players at that position. want to continue the health uh, conversation a little bit on the defensive side. Derwin James, it seems like he's finally back. I believe he has 15 or so tackles. Uh, how has he looked in your eyes? And then one other player, uh, just considering we we know everything that Joey Bosa can do. So Derwin James, and I'm also curious as to early looks at Asante Samuel, the rookie. So Derwin's been Derwin. He is. He picked up right where he left off in 2018. Like you said, 15 tackles flying all over the place. Um, Should have had a pick in the Washington game and just couldn't quite secure it. But hmm. And if you go back and watch that play, I mean, he comes from the middle of the field um, and he's carrying. And look, this is something that you're probably going to see because God knows Andy Reid has destroyed the Chargers on those three by one routes in the inside right. over route. You're going to start. And that's where Derwin was on that play against Washington. Um, so the fact that he's back and he can be the guy covering that route, or, you know, if you want to put Kelsey as the one, he can be the guy on Kelsey. I think it's going to make a huge difference in this game to, to have him back, you know, as opposed mm. to throwing Kenneth Murray, right. who really struggled against the chiefs last year in those formations. So he, I expect him to make a, a big difference in this game. Asante, I'll tell you the one thing that's jumped out at me with, with Asante is just how physical he is. Cause he's not a big guy. Um, but his tackling has been really sound. His physicality with receivers has been sort of a surprise. You know, I knew that, that he'd be able to run and, you know, his hand fighting was, you know, looked pretty good when, in the games that I went back to watch against right. Florida state mirroring was great, but man, he's just been really physical. Um, especially on a lot of those smoke routes or just kind of those quick, those quick throws he's there and, and it's just sound tackling. And I think that's something Brandon Staley really needs just playing this quarters coverage is, those defensive backs have got to make tackles. Um, and you saw it last week, and he even mentioned it. And then he said, look, on that final drive, we start with a negative play to try to get them off schedule. And we had a second negative play that should have gone for three yards. Instead, missed tackle by a defensive back, and it goes for nine. And that changes everything. It becomes a third and three instead of a third and eight. Um, and, and that really kind of shifted the momentum of that final drive that cost them uh, the game that, that led to the game-winning field goal. So that's – that's probably been the one thing that's really jumped out at me about, about that rookie. Yeah, that's what's interesting. It seems like the Chargers really nailed, at least early on here, the draft picks at, at positions of need for the first two picks, which is what you want to do. It's not always guaranteed, and, and you could tell that they're really developing and, and looking good early here. Um, talking with Matt Money Smith here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, I got one more Chiefs Chargers question for you, one other thing, uh, and we'll get you out of here. Yep. If what are the charge like what has to happen in your mind for the Chargers to come out victorious on Sunday? What's the what's the major key to the game that, that you'll be watching for? Uh from honestly, Pete, it's score points. You know, yeah. it's like they, they have been moving the ball effectively between the twenties and they've just been bad in the red zone. And that ain't gonna happen. You know, that ain't gonna get it done against the Chiefs. You're not kicking field goals and turning the ball over in the red zone, even though you know, last year, I think, what was the final? I think it was, was it 21-7, was it 20-17 or 23-20, whatever the final was That early game, that, yeah. That, that first game that they played in week two. Um, the Herbert surprise, the yes, wild, the wild, surprise. wild surprise, yes. So I think that's, to me, that's the key is, you know, the defense, look, they got gashed on the ground last week, um, but they bowed up when they had to, you know, the, the Cowboys, you know, who, who really put a ton of points, 29 on the board against Tampa and that defense, they were able to hold them to, to 20. Uh, and three of those was a 56 yard field goal. So I feel okay about the defense, even though it was a little leaky um, okay. last week, 
but they got to score points. They just, they, they have to execute better in the red zone. And I think the one thing about that is I almost wonder if it's the, the, the new offense and play calling in the red zone. And that's something that, that Joe Lombardi and, and Justin Herbert have to figure out because he has not been as, as sharp in the red zone as he has, as he was last year. So that's probably, you know, that probably, I think that's the key. If, if they can score in the red zone, I feel like they can, they can trade punches with this offense and, and defensively kind of watching those first two weeks of the chiefs, not being able to get to, to the quarterback against a pretty okay off, you know, offensive line last week and, and kind of watching the Browns jump them a little bit. I feel like the, I think, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored <laughs> and both teams yeah. better score them, you know, in order to get the win. Well, it seems like that's become now the recipe to beat the Chiefs. There is one. It's not easy to do. It's being aggressive, limiting total possessions. And as you're saying, just score. You have to score in these types of games. So we'll see if the Chiefs and Chargers exchange blows. Matt, we know that you're on Chargers play-by-play. We talked about you doing some NFL Network hosting. Uh, if you are a fan of the entire league, you might have listened to Around the NFL, and you are really the only person who's been on every single episode, seemingly, at, at the beginning uh, with these money tags. And I was always curious, is this something you knock out like 20 or so in one day? Is it a day-by-day thing? How, how does that process work? Yeah, so Erica, uh, Ricky Hollywood, <laughs> as she goes yes. by on the podcast, sure. she'll just send me an email saying, hey, money tags, can you knock them out? And, um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I'll do... 20, and thankfully, I don't have to recut the Around the NFL podcast. <laughs> like, that's just standard. So I just right. have to uh, read through all the new, you know, which is nice. There's a pause in there, so I can just plow through um, all of those. But I love those guys, you know. I mean, I've I, – look, I remember the, the birth of Around the NFL. It was, you know, wow. thanks to our friend Dave Damashek, who used to bring those guys in. And that's kind of how I got to meet him because Dave, uh, Dave and I go way back. Uh, radio mm. days we have you know common friends uh mutual friends i should say but um dave was always great about that and just wanting his podcast to be a big you know it's a trunk and there's so many branches and he would bring all these people in so um it's fun to watch how great um and how popular that pod has become especially in the uk it absolutely cracks me up that they're as popular <laughs> as they are in london it's hilarious to me yeah, um be- being being no being chief centric and and just for our listeners i i'm on the go all the time covering the chiefs it's the way that i stay connected with the league it's outstanding so i hear your voice a lot you know at the beginning yeah. of those shows you sometimes pop on uh, when it's a little bit more charger specific yeah. but um let's get you oh, out of here we go, i also oh, no. wait, wait, before we go i also have go to ahead. mention one other thing sure um because it just it just popped into my brain and maybe you're being too polite and you didn't want to bring it up but it was on the dave damashek football program that uh <laughs> I became infamous for my Patrick Mahomes take when the Chiefs drafted him, <laughs> saying that uh, I don't get it. It's a team uh, that went to the playoffs last year. They got Alex Smith. There's a team that can win the Super Bowl. What are you drafting a quarterback for? I wasn't going to do it to got, you. Oh, I'll do it. It's okay. Not only does he have bad footwork, he's got no footwork. <laughs> uh, and that thing continues to live. Uh, my, I, have, I have three daughters that are older. Um, yeah. I got a, a daughter that's a junior in college, a senior in high school, and a freshman in high school. And like a month ago, they came in. They're like, Dad, you're TikTok famous. And I said, what do you mean I'm TikTok famous? And some oh, kid no. decided to throw it up on TikTok and it had like a couple million views. I was like, yeah, there we go. Your dad's TikTok I, famous. Better that than dancing, I think. I, the, in your daughter's yeah. opinion, I'd, I'd assume. You know, the, the, no the doubt. dance TikTok, yeah. for sure. No doubt. Hey, whatever. We all uh, – and the, the sad thing about that is, too, Pete, I don't know if you ever saw the video, but yeah. um, at the Super Bowl, before the draft, 
I ended up connecting with Patrick and we were in the green room together and we ended up chopping it up for like a half hour. Could not be a better dude, as you well know. And right. we convince him, Sheck and I convince him. Uh, I come up with this idea. I said, hey, you know what? We got all these breakfast pastries sitting there. I said, we should have, I said, you know, this guy's got like an insanely strong arm. We should have him throw pastries at us. And so we <laughs> did a bit where we wanted to see what would hurt more, a muffin or a scone if Patrick Mahomes threw it at us. And we actually convinced Patrick. And the video's out there somewhere. He ended up, will, have you seen it? No, I have not seen this, but you we will, we will certainly be digging it up for sure. Dig it up because he throws a scone at Shaq and it hits him in the stomach, and I'm not kidding. He ended up getting a bruise, and like you, when, when it hits him, you hear Shet go, "Oh!" <laughs> he threw it. Mahomes threw it so hard. It really is one of the highlights of uh, my my media career is just have to convince Patrick Mahomes because his agents like. I don't know if you should do this. And we're like, listen, yeah. we're idiots, Patrick. Don't worry about it. If you're not, <laughs> even if you blow a hole through his stomach, we're going to laugh about it. Just let's go. And he, he played along. It was a lot of fun. The Thanksgiving bye week is, is happening for the Chiefs this year. That's a question that I'm going to say for Thanksgiving and a bye week. Just asking about the, the scone throwing and that maybe we can we rehash that video. How can people find your stuff? I, I want to give you an opportunity to plug your, your Twitter, whatever you, you'd like. Um, yeah, look, if, if you're into... Um, surf videos and being stupid <laughs> you can follow me on instagram at real math money smith i actually do put some charger stuff up there too you know some behind cool. the scenes stuff when we're traveling around with the team that's at real matt money smith and then you have it there the twitter at matt money smith i've kind of gotten off twitter i'm just so tired of it um you know not uh, to get preachy but man it's just it's really devolved into something i don't enjoy as much as i used to kind of in the same boat with you there we appreciate all the chargers analysis Matt Money Smith will be on the call for Chargers uh, this week. I hope you enjoy the game. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Pete.